Star Wars 7x7, episode 796. Today we're continuing our look at Star Wars year-by-year, a visual history updated and expanded edition, and tidbits from the Between the Trilogies time period and the Prequel Trilogy time period. That runs from 1984 through 2005. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7. A daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is our second of three looks at Star Wars year by year, a visual history that integrates a look at the development of the franchise with the development of real world events and how the two interplayed with each other. And the prequel trilogy time period runs from actually 1997 through 2005, so they're covering the development thereof, just like with the original trilogy period starting in 73, not in 77. And the between the trilogies period then runs from 1984 to 1996. There's so many things that were going on with Star Wars in those 12 years. It's rather shocking to go back and look at it and see that it wasn't nearly the desert that we might recall it to be. And of course, 1991 being a landmark year when Heir to the Empire came out by Timothy Zahn. And yes, technically speaking, there was an expanded universe prior to Timothy Zahn's novel coming out with the Han Solo trilogy by Brian Daly and the Lando Calrissian trilogy by L. Neil Smith and, of course, the Marvel Comics series that went on for 107 issues. And there were also Star Wars comic strips in the newspaper then as well. So, sure, the expanded universe did exist prior to to Timothy Zahn. Not to mention the Ewoks cartoon series and the Droids cartoon series. Oh, and the Ewok movies. Yeah, right? You remember those. And West End Games. West End Games publishing all of their role-playing source books and guidebooks and so forth. Those things probably did more than anything else to fill out the world of the Star Wars galaxy in that time period. There's a great quote in here from Mark Hamill about Star Tours, which also launched in this time period. He says, now people can stop asking. They can just come and ride Star Tours all day long, and he's referring to fans who kept asking him when the new movie was going to come out, which of course nobody was really talking about a movie at that point, and it wouldn't be for another few years before that happened. Video games also became huge in this time period. The X-Wing and TIE Fighter video games, those were fantastic. I don't know if you remember those ones for the PC, but I dug those very seriously myself. But Heir to the Empire though, that came as a huge surprise when it came out. I was not that tapped into the Star Wars universe and when I saw it on shelves I was like oh here we go and it was that exciting not just for me but for Star Wars fans everywhere it shot to the top of the New York Times bestseller list and it also coincided with a rebirth in the comics as well there was a new line of comics that came out when the license transferred from Marvel to Dark Horse and the new series was called Dark Empire which basically imagined a post-Jedi galaxy where Emperor Palpatine was ruling the galaxy in a cloned body and Luke had to go to the dark side to try to defeat the empire or the you know resurgent empire from within 
some amazing stuff. And Shadows of the Empire also, that thing, that novel. It also had its own soundtrack. It's had its own action figures. I still have the Chewbacca disguised as a bounty hunter action figure where Chewie has a buzz cut on his head that's actually sitting on Scorekeeper Declan's bedroom hutch. (laughs) It's a very cool action figure. I like that one a lot. And ultimately, they do get into the prequel trilogy stuff. And similarly to how the original trilogy is documented in the book, the prequel trilogy is documented as well with lots of all the aspects of pre-production, actual production, post-production, casting, all of that good stuff. There's stuff about the Clone Wars cartoon series, that very first one that came out in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. There's even a reference to unused concept art from Episode 2, which ended up being the inspiration for a Saj Ventress's character. That was really neat to see. As for the receptions of the prequels themselves, well, you know, they do acknowledge that there was some spirited debate over Jar Jar, and they mentioned the fact that George Lucas decided to title his in-draft script for Episode 2 as Jar Jar's Great Adventure. So, yeah, he owned the sucker, and he said that the reason that he really pursued the prequel trilogy series was because he wanted to explore how the Empire came to be. And there are quotes from him about pushing the technology and getting into places where you're uncomfortable and nobody's ever gone there before and that sort of thing, and... Yeah, he was absolutely a pioneer and a visionary. There is absolutely no argument to that question whatsoever. You can talk all you want about the screenwriting, and Lord knows I do. (laughs) Wish something were a little bit different with that, perhaps. But the stories, again, I keep coming back to it. I don't think my opinion is wavered about this. The stories that are told in the prequels are really solid stories, and I enjoy them every single time I experience them. And I have to say that having gone through all the stuff about the prequel trilogies in here, it does make me want to go back and check into them again. You know, these days, if I want to watch a Star Wars movie, it is pretty much either Star Wars or Empire or The Force Awakens. Those are the ones that, you know, my top three, not necessarily in that order, sort of depends on the day, of if you ask me what movie I would want to pop in from the set of Star Wars movies that are out there, it would be one of those three. But the prequel trilogy, I gotta say, it deserves another look. The last time I saw them, it was at the marathon in December that was leading up to The Force Awakens. And yeah, you can't quite appreciate them as well when you haven't really slept and you're watching them at 1 a.m., 3.30 a.m., and 6 a.m. And one other thing to mention, too, is that they have references in here to the museum exhibits. And I had forgotten that they started as early as they did, but like the Magic of Myth exhibit, I do remember checking that out. It was a tremendous exhibit that explored Star Wars and its use of mythology in telling its stories and had tons of costumes and props and all of that fun stuff. And that was really awesome to be a part of. And it's sadly only like a passing reference to exhibits there and there. I mean, that's a thing where if you have the companion books that went along with those exhibits, then, you know, that is a real prize to have. And that is going to do it for our look at Star Wars year by year of visual history today. We're going to look at the Clone Wars and Beyond from 2006 to 2012 and Star Wars A New Era from 2013 to 2016 in tomorrow's episode, the final one where we cover the book. And again, thank you to DK Publishing for gifting me with a copy of this book to read through and review. It is absolutely gorgeous, stunning and monumental in the amount of material that they've got in this thing. It's tremendous. All right, we're going to stop here, take a quick break, and then come back with trivia for you. Hang on. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, we're back with your trivia question. Last time we asked you what Poe Dameron's rank is in the Resistance and its commander. Today's question, how many original trilogy characters appear in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take on Count Dooku all by yourself, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not a crazy spinning alien of unknown origin, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.